Hello, and welcome to Writing with Friends, your weekly chat about the best writing tips and tools for your current and future creative projects. I'm BJ Williams, a writer and scientist in Washington, D.C. And I'm Hillary Barnes-Martinez, a writer and educator in Anchorage, Alaska. Today on Season 2, Episode 1, we'll be talking about genre grid breakdowns. Have you ever eked out a first draft of a manuscript and felt like something was missing? If so, story grid genre breakdowns can really shed some light on how to approach your draft. Let's get into it. Hillary, tell us a bit about genre grid breakdowns. Of course. So this idea comes from Sean Coyne's book, The Story Grid, What Good Editors Know. The book is full of great ideas on how to create a satisfying plot, But what I want to focus on today is the external content genres Coin creates and his explanation of why it's so essential to know your genre. Great. Let's start with the categories. What struck you about how this book creates genre categories? For me, what was helpful is just how specific Coin is. For example, let's say you're writing an action story. You might feel at first that that's enough for you to know. I'm writing an action novel for a YA audience. Right. But it sounds like Coin takes it a bit farther than that. Exactly. Coin divides action plots into action adventure slash man against nature stories, action epic slash man against the state stories, action duel slash man against man stories, and action clock slash man against time stories. And then for each of those categories, he further subdivides into four specific plots each. Phew. Interesting. But I have to say, this sounds kind of overwhelming. What about the muse? What if I just want to write and see where the story takes me without worrying about all these subdividing genre categories? BJ, that is completely understandable. And we here on Writing with Friends are not about stifling our creative expression. Where this framework can really be helpful is not on the initial draft, but as you said about revising. Okay, can you give an example? Sure. So on my current manuscript... I was having some trouble plotting the story, largely because I wasn't entirely clear on what the overarching conflict should be. Right. And if you don't know what the overarching conflict is, it's possible your reader will feel a bit lost. Exactly. And that's the last thing I want. I want the reader to feel propelled through the story. So looking through Coin's action genre breakdown, I was able to pinpoint that overall, my story was an action clock or man against time story. But then, looking at the four subdivisions, I was a little hazy on which plot I was writing. Was it a ransom plot, a countdown plot, a holdout plot, or a fate plot? And what did you decide? A countdown plot. There's a deadline superimposed by circumstance. And once I pinpointed that, I felt more clarity on how I could play up the countdown as the central conflict of the story. For each kind of plot, there are obligatory scenes, another concept that Coin explores. And I'm guessing you figured out some obligatory scenes you needed to add to your draft? Yep. I have a scene in which my character is looking at the clock and wondering if she's going to make it on time. And probably another scene just as the clock is running out and she's losing hope, but still feels there's a slim chance that she can save the day. Sounds like a super helpful exercise. But I have one last question, and it's a big one. Go for it. Doesn't this feel formulaic? Like... Do you now feel constrained or like your story will be more cliched because you identified a plot you're going to follow? Great question. And I totally get the concern. We're going to talk a little more about tropes and innovation in episode three. But for now, I'll just say this. There's still plenty of room to innovate, 
even when you know the genre and plot categories of your story. Here's an analogy for a bowler like you. The genre and plot are like bumpers for your writing. You're still bowling the ball. You still need to actually write the story. And you have the freedom to decide throughout the process if you want to change things up or take a new tack. But those bumpers are there to give you a sense of what kind of a story you're writing. That way, when your reader opens the book, they'll feel satisfied that they've picked up the kind of story they want to read because you're incorporating the core elements and scenes of your genre. Got it. And the readers can't see the bumpers. Exactly. Unless they're listening to this podcast. In any case, let's wrap up this portion of the podcast with our craft topic takeaways. Takeaway number one. If you're struggling with plot, it will probably be helpful to pinpoint the genre you're writing in. Takeaway number two. Once you've determined the genre, consider further zeroing in on which plot type you're pursuing. Knowing the plot will help you build the appropriate obligatory scenes into your manuscript so you're not missing a critical element of the plot. Takeaway number three. Paradoxically, you may find that by giving yourself genre and plot constraints, you experience more creativity and clarity in your storytelling. If you want to try out the StoryGrid external content genres, let us know how you liked it by writing to us at writingwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Let's sign off with our current read. What is your pick of the week, BJ? Afropuffs are the antennae of the universe by Zigzag Claiborne. <laughs> what an amazing title. Mine is The Secret to Superhuman Strength by Alison Bechtel. I like that title. And you can tweet us your pick of the week at writing underscore friends or email us at writingwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to follow us on all of your favorite podcast platforms to hear more writing tips and tools. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. As writers, we all know a little insight and encouragement can go a long way. And don't forget to rate and review Writing With Friends. Your reviews really help listeners find the podcast. Thanks to Music Town for our theme music. See you next week.